Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to welcome you all back to Talking Numbers. For those of you that have forgotten my name, it's Paul Jance, and I'm excited to be back here and to continue to share with you the topics, the educational side, the people that have got great stories to tell. And again, today is no different. Today, I'm going to talk to you about an interesting topic that has always been at the back of a lot of the different accounting firms that we've been talking to about how to maybe sometimes make that shift, um, call it from compliance to advisory. People go a little bit harder. They're not quite sure exactly how to go about this. So I've decided to talk to one of our firms, one of our friendly firms at Mead Partners. I've got John Petito on the line. John, welcome to Talking Numbers. Thanks, Paul. It's good to be here. Yeah, it is good, mate. I, I, and and for, for those of you that are listening to this as well, John joined us probably, I don't know, when was that? Maybe, God, we've been through a lockdown year and everything, but I know you joined us for one of our conferences a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, joined one of your ones at the Rialto there. And, that's right, uh, that's right. And, and uh, joined a couple of your um, sessions online during COVID, which was always good to be that's a part of. exactly right. And so um, what I decided to do here was, you know, a lot of the firms I've been chatting to, John, they're still a little bit confused about how to start the conversation with a particular client. So what I thought was, we caught up for a coffee a few weeks ago and I said, look, mate, would it be okay if I just had a conversation with you and we can talk about all the sorts of things that you do? So again, this is a, it's a recorded session. There are going to be plenty of little golden nuggets that people can uh, rewind and re-listen to and formulate a bit of a strategy to, to how they can sort of do that. So that's what we're going to cover off in the next 27 to 30 minutes. No so, worries. mate, quickly, I know 2020 was a different year for us being in Victoria. Um, with moving into 2021, and I suppose now we're in the last quarter of the financial year, which is ridiculous to think that, but, mate, did you do anything different with your planning for 2021? Uh, yeah, well, we had a bit of time to think about it while we were locked down in uh, 2020 and working <laughs> away, uh, just doing compliance work. Um, but our main focus when we were able to come back into the office and start seeing clients again was to reconnect and rebuild relationships and and get out there and, and talk to our clients and really sit down with them and discuss where they're heading for the for the next 12 months because I think the next 12 months is going to be quite critical in their ability to succeed and um, try and recover some of the losses that uh, happened during COVID. Yeah, look, interesting because I think we're going to, again, I think we're, it's going to be a great session for all of our listeners because we're going to break those down. I you know, used two key words there, which was to reconnect and rebuild relationships mm-hmm. um, and ones that I think, you know, people... I know even we spoke about this the other day and we're still continuing our chewing the accounting fat shows and our virtual lunches, but people are probably a little bit zoomed out, if that's the word. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's an interesting word, those words that you use, rebuild, reconnect relationships, because doing that face-to-face is a critical part and you can find out a lot more and start asking different types of questions. So we're going to go into that a bit of detail over the next half an hour as well, which is going to be awesome. Um, mate, are you able to give us a bit of a, or talk us through the various ways that you as a firm, and again, I'm not exactly sure when that all started in terms of that move to the advisory work, or let's call up the scale up of advisory work. Let's commence with that. Um, yep. what, what, what do you believe is advisory work? 
Well, most firms have always had advisory work in their profile and they've always spoken about that they've always wanted to do advisory work. But having the title or having that in your in your firm's profile doesn't really mean that you truly understand what service you're actually trying to provide. So, and we were one of those firms going back four or five years ago, we always talked about, oh, we want to provide advisory. And we always sat down and thought, well, we provide forecasts. We sit down and go through the businesses um, and analyse their their financials. And, and we sit down and talk to our clients and see where their businesses is going. But in, in essence, I don't think that's truly what advisory is all about. That's the financial side of it, of the advisory part. The other part of it is is actually engaging with your clients and talking to them in a different way to help them come up with their own strategic direction of their business and and encourage them to take ownership of that. So when you're sitting down talking to them, you're not talking at them. You're rather you're rather um, you're you're actually listening to them and listening to what they've got to say because. Nine times out of ten, they're the experts of their own business. We're just there to facilitate and assist them to achieve their goals. So when it, when we sat down and reviewed our process, we saw that there was real opportunities to have these other types of discussions with our clients. And that was assisted through um, one of our um, partners, um, Warwick Cavell, who, who assisted us in frameworking our advisory services going forward. I don't technically like calling it advisor anymore i okay. prefer to call it um, relationship building with our clients um because and that's what we're doing we're becoming an integrated part in their business in helping them achieve their goals so i think getting the taking the advisor part out of the the term um, because yes we are advisors but I, i'd rather not be the the expert in the room i'd rather be sitting there listening to what the clients have got to say and and facilitating their needs yeah, look, love that. Uh, first of all, big shout out to Warwick. Uh, he's a good friend of ours at Professional Partners and obviously at Mead Partners. Um, yes. And again, the framework, I think what you, again, just putting that into your words was was so important. And, mate, I, I agree. I think the, the word of making sure that you, if you're shifting that advisory word to relationship builders, um, mm. while you are the advisors, you're right. What you're trying to do is become good listeners, and Correct. that's that's an interesting one in itself because that's a different sort of skill to maybe what you're used to. Is that fair to say? A hundred percent. I was struggling with it for a long time there <laughs> yeah. because uh, I, I've always been taught you need to have the solution. You need to provide the solution for your clients. That's what the clients want. They walk through the door and they want you to provide that. Yes. But it was a change of mindset saying, well, no, we don't have to always provide the solution. And our solution may not always be the best one for the client. So actually sitting down with a client and understanding what their needs and wants are, nine times out of ten, they'll come up with a solution themselves by us facilitating a process for them to think about it a little bit deeper. And because they've come up with that solution, they'll own it and, and they'll feel more accomplished that they can go out and achieve it um, rather than us telling them, you need to do this and you need to do that. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, um, were, were you guys offering this service three years ago or four years ago or five years ago? Is it, or is it something that you've, that you've introduced more recently? 
Um, we always had it in our profile. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, Which is the what, the not guilty. the why. Yeah, yeah. We were one of the guilty ones that always had it there on our on our banner. Um, but were we doing it? No, we weren't doing it um, to uh, to the true essence of what we're doing today. So um, what? And as I said, that was part of the education process that we went through to actually um, build a, a, a true um, client relationship building process and and overtake what a business advisor um, traditionally thought they were doing. Yeah, brilliant. So that was that was really done probably about. Uh, Three years ago, okay. COVID, okay. COVID interrupted it a little bit yes. because um, the ability to get out and facilitate meetings with clients whilst on Zoom, it was it was we were able to do it, but it wasn't as effective as face to face workshops and sessions. Yeah, no. Look, and I think again, just to for all of our firms that are listening to this, I think you just mentioned something really important, and I've been talking to a number of different people about how you can go around your planning for the new mm. financial year, you know, sort of as, you know, we've now entered the last quarter of the financial year and we should be looking at um, our planning for the new financial year from 1 July. And I think you, you just made an interesting point there that I wrote down and that is a lot of firms would call themselves accountants and advisors in their, in their, in their brand, let's call it, in their logo, let's call it. Yep. Um, but I think what you just touched on there was, the ability to sit back and say, well, what are we doing? That's our what. What's the yep. why? So what are people buying from us? As, as Simon Sinek always talks about, he talks, people market the what, but people buy the why. So Correct. what actually, what's the why in when you say, when you call yourself advisors, you, at the end of the day, you know that accountants, you know that that's tax compliance, all the thing that all, all, all the financial things that you mentioned at the start as well. But when you talk about advisors, um, I'd love to see you change your logo to uh, relationship builders. That would cause <laughs> that would throw a cat amongst the pigeons, wouldn't it? It may. It might. It might be a good idea. <laughs> I like it. So do I. Actually, it's good because people will go. Tell me about that, and you go. Yeah. Well, and and at the end of the day, that's your perfect little elevator pitch to say, well, this is what we do. You know, mm. we don't. We we never claim to be the experts here because our client understands their industry better than we do. What we're Correct. here to do is to uncover some of the key areas that can, and I think you'd spoke about it just before in terms of engaging in a strategic direction. Correct. Which I think is brilliant. Um, mate, what's it done? Let's Because you mentioned three years ago. What's yep. it done in terms of your, again, it's a service offering, so therefore I'm, I'm assuming there was revenue growth. What's it done yeah, we... in, in terms of the growth in your revenue? Um. It's, it's added a, a, a new service potential where we were able to come up with a fixed fee arrangement for our clients to go into that um, service, which has helped us grow our revenue. And, and we had, a, lot of, a lot of accounting firms have a lot of clients that have been them with, with them for a long time and they just do their main compliance and never see an ability to um, grow their revenue because they've always done that work for those clients and they feel as if they can't charge those clients or yes. add any additional value. Whereas this is a way you can sit down and say, well, we can do the compliance work. That's all fine. But here's an additional service where we can um, add real value to your business moving forward. And that was one way that we were able to reconnect with some of our long-term clients 
um, and and have those fresh new discussions with them. Because at the end of the day, when you've had a client for 10 years, having those same discussions, they've become a bit um, yes. the same thing every year. So you, you've got a risk of the clients wanting to go and hear a new voice, something new to and, and, and exploring their options externally. And I suppose that's where business coaches really yes. had an impact on the accounting profession. They really started getting into the door of, of, of our clients. Um, and we were missing the we were missing the mark there because we were thinking, oh, we 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 produce their financials. We tell them they made a profit, and how we oh, we saved them some tax. Oh, we're the we're the saviors here. But clients were were looking for somebody to help them and assist them through the development of their business rather than just hearing the numbers. And and that was a bit of a wake up call for for us where we started seeing clients asking, oh, have you heard of these guys, these business coaches? And, and I'm thinking, well, are we missing the mark here? And have we got our heads in the sand uh, a little bit because we think our clients will stick with us forever because these business coaches, they're going to have relationships with other people and potentially you're going to lose your clients. So, so it's not just revenue growth that we wanted to achieve out of this. We wanted to also ensure our clients don't go seeking fresh voices or, or, or talking to other people uh, and we're providing that service that they, they need to grow their business. So, yes, it got revenue growth, but it also re-engaged some of our long-term clients back with us to have um, some really important discussions. Yeah, and it's a funny thing that you were sort of picking up what I was putting down just then in terms of business coaches because mm. um, that is exactly went through my brain just then to say, well, that is why that voice that you mentioned in terms of it's the same message every year. Yeah. What's, what's different. So therefore where does the, I suppose the continued value proposition come from uh, where you can continually add value to a business. And as we know, if a business grows, well, they're going to be wanting to do more. If they do more, your fees are going to grow as well. Correct. Correct. Um, so, what, so, so, so at the end of the day, why leave money on the table for somebody else to pick up? Hundred percent, and and you're providing them, and you you're already in there as a trusted advisor, so they're going to actually engage with you better than having to build up a new relationship with somebody else if you can have the right types of conversations with them at the beginning. So it's it's a matter of making sure that you're confident enough to just go in and start those new conversations with your clients, and most of them will end up we found at the beginning, we started asking them just general questions and just starting to, and, and questions that were not business related, but more personal goals and, and seeing where they wanted to go to be able to grow their business so then they can grow their own personal wealth and, yes. and, and enjoyments in life and starting to get that. And it all swings back to that, to those business discussions again. And clients would sit there and talk for an hour. People love talking about themselves. Yes. <laughs> and so it's an amazing when you let them talk about themselves and just ask them some key questions, you'll engage with the clients on a, on a new level. Mate, the greatest topic, isn't it? People talking it about themselves. Yep. Now, I want you and, and look, I'm going to give this one to you because I, I think you could do this. And you can, if you're in front of your computer, you'll probably do it straight away. But you just mentioned just then the trusted advisor. Maybe we, you look to trademark the number one trusted relationship builder. Uh, yes, I, I might jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> now, mate, let's, let's go back. Let's help all, all of our listeners out there. But whether they're 
they're and, and I know a number of firms that I've been chatting to just struggle with that. What's the what's the starting process? So let's go back to a planning point of view, and you know, let's say our firms over the next eight weeks are going to set a planning session, and they're going to look at this as the new strategic direction in terms of moving from, let's say, the normal financial advisory to more of a relationship building process that you just spoke about just then. Um, From a planning point of view, what's some of the biggest barriers that you guys had to overcome there at Meet Partners? Um, To create capacity. Okay. I think think capacity is a key to a lot of uh, professionals not being able to provide the additional services that they need. Um, because doing uh, this type of service, you need the right people rolling this out. Um, and in doing that, you need to free up time and capacity within your firm. We were fortunate enough to invest into technology, um, which allowed us to create some efficiencies within our practice and free up that capacity for the key staff members to be able to be involved in, in the advisory services and not having that capacity is probably the biggest challenge most advisors will have um, because they'll be that they'll be dragged back into uh, yes. doing compliance doing their the stuff that they know they they know well and say okay well I'll put that off till tomorrow because it's something new and I'm not so confident with it yet so it's a matter of getting the getting the capacity within the practice building that capacity up to a level that you can then roll out a service that's efficient, cost-effective for the clients and, and getting out there and start talking to, the, to your clients and having, starting those discussions. Um, and to tell you the truth, you always pick a friendly type of client to begin this with, um, one that you know where you can sort of fumble around a little bit in the first sessions and you know it's not going to be overly. Um, uh, uh, it's not going to be a negative on on yourself. Yes. Um, and and we did that with one of our clients. We basically said to them, "We're going to do this free of charge. Um, we're going to roll this out." This was the first one we did, and we said, "We're trying to introduce this new service. We're going to do it free of charge. You're our test client." He got value. He got significant value out of it in the end, <laughs> and um, and it allowed us to then put a pro build a process around it and gave us confidence to sit down and, and, and talk to the next client and the next one. So um, that's the way we sort of went about it. We, we chose a client and that we knew that was going to be receptive to it and, and obviously a, a, a long-term client that we trusted and we offered it to them um, at a, a significantly heavily discounted price. Um, I know people would be turning around going, oh, you can't do that, but it's a training exercise, and the more yes. you do it, the better you're going to get at it, and the and you'll and you'll recoup that whatever you discounted on that first job or first two jobs, you'll recoup it later on um, through future work anyway. So have to take the take the long term approach as opposed to the short term. Correct, hundred percent. Start thinking about it. And you you hit some some really important things there that I wrote down in terms of capacity. We always know that capacity could always be a problem, but. Um, time is probably the biggest one. And I think, again, with the greatest respect to the firms, and I've worked in the industry for 23 years, but that's always used as an excuse yeah. in terms of I don't have the time. So at the end of the day, you've got to ask yourself, you want to do this and if you want to make a difference to your business clients, um, you've got to create the time. 
And, you know, and, and I love what you just said then. You just picked one client. So you can, I don't know, you can make a list of five if you want. So if you're listening mm-hmm. to this right now, maybe ask yourself, right, maybe if you're listening to it, if you're in the car, you can't write, but you can think about this and think about, right, let's write down five friendly clients that yep. I would approach to and go and tell them that, look, we're, we're considering introducing a new service offering. We'd like to use you as a test case, but we're not going to charge you for this. Yep. Which is interesting. Um, Mike, can I start with maybe then, let's say let's say firms did that. Let's say they've chosen ABC whatever. Yep. Uh, talk to me about the sorts of things. And I still remember at the conference that we ran, you, 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 you use words like having a conversation. And I know you even said that earlier in this mm. podcast where you said, look, we just started having a conversation. Yep. Um, Maybe if, if are you okay to just talk us through what you would say and how you would start that conversation so we can start giving some really good pointers where firms can sit back and say, right, I now know five clients. I can approach them. I yep. want to tell them it's a test case. I'm not going to charge them. Yep. Um, how would we start this off? Yeah, sometimes I just use the – so effectively we just have a general chat to begin with, but then I just ask them a question, and, it's, and sometimes it's as simple as this. Um, if you had a magic wand, what would you do to change your business? And 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 effectively, they sit back and they'd go, okay, I'd do this. They, and they'd rattle off probably 10 things that they know are problems in their business right there and then. And I'd be just writing them up on the board and effectively saying, okay, well, we've just rattled off 10 areas that you see. If you had a magic wand today you would wave it and fix all these problems in your business and you'd be happy. And some of the things that they mention are quite significant things that need to be extracted out and, and looked at further. So then I, I effectively from there, we either do a couple of other um, uh, like mind maps around certain items that they mentioned and and we just keep asking them questions depending on what they provide, providing us. We just keep, we just keep sort of the conversation rolling and, and keep challenging them to think about how they can start um, fixing their business and creating a strategic plan. And effectively, from, from that perspective, um, we, we've got a few matrix that prioritise different items because we're not going to be there in the first session and solve all 10 items yes. they mentioned 10. So it's a matter of then just breaking it down and prioritising into... Uh, a, a new matrix that we use and coming up with a one-page plan that then we produce for the clients. Um, and that one-page plan is a 90-day time frame. Yes. And we go through and we complete that and then we then monitor that with the client and work through that process with them. Um, and having a simple one-page plan, most of the clients, once they're, they're provided with that, they stick it up in their office and it's on a, we do it on a, 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 on a large format paper and um, they stick it up on their office wall and it's there as a reminder for them to be achieving and, and making sure that they're doing stuff through that 90 days. Um, and included in that is, is an achievements register that we make them complete during that period as well because a lot of clients hit the small things really quickly but yeah. they forget about them. But they're achievements still. They've already they've, they've they've achieved something. So 
um, and helping them monitor that as well is an important process as well. So, uh, so it's 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 as, sometimes it's as just simple as that, and and that's where it's something different because if somebody says to me, um, if I had a magic wand, what would I fix today? Yeah, yeah. You sort of you thinking, okay, this is this is not what I expected for someone to ask me, but um, it, it sort of changes that conversation from the financial perspective to a future thinking perspective. Love it, love it. And again, to everyone that's listening, there is just simplicity to everything that John just mentioned just then in terms of, again, starting with the general chat. Um, again, you can do that over a coffee. Um, yep. You can do it at the coffee shop so you take them away from their business if that's what you wanted to do as well, so less interruptions. Yep. You're, in a, you're in a more casual type of atmosphere. You start a general chat. We know footy's just started. Um, the greatest conversation starter is AFL. So again, we can talk yep. just general chat. And then, mate, if you had a magic wand, what would you change in your business? Love it. Love it. And I think one of the great things you just mentioned then as well is that they are coming up with the ideas. All you've done is facilitate the conversation. Exactly. And then you said you've put that into a 90-day plan, which again, we can break down and say, look, Let's continue to monitor them. And one of the things I picked up just then as well is that I used to, I'm a big believer in as well is, and you mentioned just the, the, the small stuff um, or the achievements, is you've got to celebrate your wins. So yes. again, we have the, as the, call it the external relationship builder advisor is the ability to only little, little things. It could be just taking them a bottle of wine and saying, hey guys, congratulations. You've achieved some really, really good things in the last 90 days. I'm not quite sure if you've acknowledged it, but I want to acknowledge it. And they're just little, little things that can go a long way. Yeah, 100%. Very, very good. Love it. Um, so, again, uh, guys, to all our listeners, go back and listen to this and, and, and have a listen to all the little things where you can start, again, start making a little bit difference and, therefore, you can take this into your planning day. You can practice that. And, and probably, as John said, do it as a test case and as you get better, I'm going to talk to you about how you charge for that soon, but as we get better, that's when you can become more confident in saying, well, to run this now, this, this, is, what we're, this is how we charge or X amount. So these are the sorts of things that, again, we'll chat about over the next five, ten minutes before we wrap up. Um, mate, talking about 2020, because I know we mentioned that before and you, know, mm. you were talking about COVID and it was a little bit harder to connect, but... Did it? Did did COVID help you at the same time? It did. Um, what COVID made made us realise was one: having good systems and processes within your your practice was is critical. Two is investing in your practice into technology was critical. Not only during COVID, but also also in helping you achieve the capacity that you need to roll out these services. But technology. If you haven't invested into technology, I'd hate to be in your position right now today because um, if you weren't able to maintain your compliance work and getting um, the, the normal day-to-day stuff done during COVID, during the lockdowns, then your practice would be suffering right now and you, you'd be probably inundated with compliance work and yes. drowning. Yes, yes. Um, we're, we're fortunate enough that we were able to roll on with our compliance work and and continue our normal services as normal because of our technology that we invested in many years ago. So um, that was fortunate for us. Um, 
the other thing that we did learn during COVID was maintaining relationships. Again, I keep going back to relationships because during COVID, when everyone was locked down in their offices at home or in their bedrooms at home or wherever they were, yes. it was very hard to maintain um, relationships unless you were on the front foot. Clients were stressing and, and overwhelmed with the whole scenario of COVID. But sometimes it was just a matter of just going that extra mile and picking up the phone, having a chat to them, connecting with them and and having just general discussions about how they're going personally rather than business-wise was important to to talk. And it was good for us to have those conversations with those people, but we were also help supporting our clients as well. And that's one thing I, I, that we did learn is that coming out of COVID, we need to maintain that uh, maintain that open and and open dialogue with them because whilst we're coming whilst we're now no longer locked down, we may fall back into the way we used to do things again. Yes, yes. And, and that's what we've sort of said. Well, no, we've 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 set a standard of how we want to service our clients. We need to maintain that now out of COVID and continue those relationship discussions and and catching up with clients um, a lot more than what we used to. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And I, and I love if, if, you, if you're going to continue to keep that called the motto of relationship building, again, mm. you can constantly talk to your team members about what does that mean? What should yeah. it be? How do we improve it? There's so many things that you can continue to talk about. Um, mate, you mentioned tech before being really important to the firm that's got you into this situation. Are there any software partners that assisted you to do that to pull all that together? Yeah, look, we're a myob-based um, practice. So um, so we were able to have all of our online work papers, digital signatures um, and all that, uh, the online portal running. Um, so our client communications and ability to produce work was never interrupted for any of our staff working from home yep. and also from clients being able to provide us with information and, and sign off on documents. Yeah, so brilliant. that was all set up pre-COVID just because I wanted to work from home a little bit pre-COVID um, and I never thought how important it was actually going to be. But um, as I said before, if you didn't have technology up to scratch on the latest um, platforms, um, you would have struggled during COVID. So true. So true. So true. And, mate, how has that then transpired into 2021 and probably let's call it now the last quarter of um, the financial year, 21 financial year? Uh, yep. How has that helped you to get in front? Well, effectively what we've done now is when we, set, when we came back early this year, we only had about um, oh, – 20%, 25% of our compliance work left for the le for the remaining year. Oh, so wow. what that freed up was uh, an ability to sit down and help our clients out now and add value for them. So part of that, we've got capacity in our firm to now offer our clients um, a, a little bit of a package around some three-way forecasting, providing them with some um, financial data on their business to then lead into obviously some further discussions and we're going to be providing that to our clients free of charge. So um, it's something that we thought our clients need this. They need to be able to sit down and have some sort of information. So it's not going to be a, a very detailed document, but it's going to be enough to 
start the discussions around where their where their business is heading for the next twelve months. The interesting that you've created that capacity and now you're going out there and offering it to them free of charge to put them in the position because a bit like you know, I suppose sort of Brisbane's just gone through a recent lockdown, so yep. you, you just don't know when. You know, we're living in this new world. You don't know when that could affect it, depending on the type of businesses that are clients of yours, how it's going to affect them, whether they're, yeah. you know, obviously JobKeeper's just finished. How is that going to impact um, businesses and people and revenue and profit? You know, these are all yep. conversations that need to be had. Yep. And, and look, the software's there for us to be pr- being able to produce some of these reports quite quickly. Um, and we feel as if, the report itself, whilst it's a, whilst it's going to take us some time to produce, I, I, it's not the true value in it is that going to be afterwards once the clients have sat down and looked at it and have further questions. So, and that's where we can re- recover some of our costs in giving them this report. Yeah, good. Um, but in terms of, and you mentioned that's what you're going to be doing probably, let's say, in the next 90 days. Yeah. Um, how have you priced your relationship building service offering is, yep. is, is that on a value is it on a fixed is it a have you done that just to share with our firms as well it's on a fixed fee arrangement okay. um we have a number of options depending on how involved the clients want us in that 90 day process so some of it it could be a monthly meeting some might want us to catch up at the, just at the end of the quarter um and or just phone calls throughout the period so we sort of give them we've got three different levels uh, of offering right. um, one is the just the producing the one page plan and then we have free uh, emails and phone calls and then catch up at the end another one is where um, the client um, drafts the one page plan themselves and then we review it and then we we um, then we catch up um, and then we've got one that's basically all the bells and whistles where we ha- where we handhold them through the whole process. Okay, good. So, again, three different levels there. And I think, you know, the old – if you go back to some of the old days of sales training, people will yep. always say give people three different options and I'll guarantee you they'll choose the second option. And that's just right. the <laughs> psychology of selling. Yes. Uh, yeah, look, and and, – and, for, for them, they, they get a choice. Yes, um, correct. Uh, it's their choice. Correct. Something that I always try and teach my kids, I always give them choices so that it's their choice. I'm not telling them what to do. I'm just yep. saying, hey, guys, here's a couple of different choices. You choose what you want to do. So, right. great. Love it. Mate, in, um, just, to, just, just to wrap up, there's a, there's a couple of questions. Um, call it from a, an advice point of view. You've been doing this now for a good three four years with maybe a, you know, a different year for 2020. Um, what sort of advice would you give to, to, to firms that want to move into this area as a possible new revenue stream? Uh, don't, don't be scared. <laughs> just just, just um, sit down, get your capacity within your business and then go out and, and give it a go. And, and you'll find your clients will become your biggest advocates um, because if they're ticking off their goals, they become advocates for your business, and and they go and talk to their their friends and family, and and it becomes a, a growth opportunity, not just with the clients that you're servicing, but potential future referrals. Mm, very very good point. 
Um, and the second one is for firms that are wanting to do this in a, in a call it a scale up. So they've yep. been, they've been doing it, you know, but again, they're not quite sure how to go to the next level. What advice would you give them? Um, if it's not working, scrap what you've been doing and, okay. and um, talk to Warwick um, <laughs> and, and yep. get them involved in the, in your business, yep. get him involved because to tell you the truth, if you've been trying to do it for a long time, you're, you're on the, and it's not scaling, you're on the wrong path. Um, and sometimes for it, for you, just yourself. And that's what Warwick comes in and does. He, he does effectively what we're doing on clients. He does it on your practice. And, and that's, and that's part of the process of learning how to do it as well. You do it on yourself first. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And look, what sort of what a way to finish. I think it's, um, again, it's a shout out to Warwick and I'll, I'll, when we post this out, but uh, I know Warwick runs a company called Profitable Conversations. So again, these are the sorts of things where he'll teach you, guide you, coach you, provide frameworks, all the, the bits and pieces to help you to take that next step. And that's fair to say what he's done with your firm. Correct. hundred percent. Yeah. He, he gave us the tools that were missing in our, in our um, service offering. Yeah, brilliant. Mate, thank you. Um, again, it's a, a, I know, you know, you're just around the corner from us, so we, we, we catch up quite regularly. So this yep. is a little bit different for us to talk about this. And I know that was <laughs> going to be a little bit interesting for you as well, but certainly thank you very much for sharing. I think it's, it's such val- valuable information for someone that's doing it, someone that started off, someone that was scared, someone that found the capacity all the time. And now you're getting some really, really inspiring results. Um, and that's fantastic to hear. So, John, thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Talking Numbers. I, I, I always, again, I get the easy part of asking questions, but <laughs> you guys are doing some fantastic things and hopefully providing, again, a platform for other people to learn. So, mate, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Um, lucky we are not in lockdown, which is great now. No. So. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes, I should talk too soon. No. Touch wood. <laughs> no. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. And, um, yeah, it's been a, a pleasure having this discussion with you. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. And uh, good luck for the rest of 2021. No worries. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Yeah, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining us to listening to our Talking Numbers podcast. Um, we've got plenty of several big name guests to come. And obviously, if you've liked anything you've heard, please go back, please like it, please share it, please comment on it. Um, and more importantly, if you like what we're doing, please make sure you check us out on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all our different socials, The Professional Partners, and you'll find us there. Thanks for listening.